0: Hello, this is Sean Dixon and I'm here with Brian Patterson and John Gonzalez. We are each return mission presidents for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and this is the Preach My Gospel mission prep podcast. We are here to help prepare you to become successful Preach My Gospel missionaries and lifelong disciples of Jesus Christ. In each episode, we explore powerful concepts from every chapter in Preach My Gospel. We will talk to return missionaries and others about their experiences and insights. You can even use this podcast to get Institute credit. Let's get started. Welcome back, missionaries. It's great to begin another episode with, with each one of you today. We're thinking about you, wondering what your days look like, wondering what the the obstacles that you're facing, and we just want you to know our prayers are with you and, and hope that this resource continues to, to help you. We're excited to introduce you to a new resource that's called the Missionary Standards for Disciples of Jesus Christ. And this replaces the old missionary handbook or rule book that we used to call the White Bible. I don't know if you guys called it that. The the old one was something that you could put in your your shirt pocket and pull out and reference all the the various rules and guidelines. Um, It was kind of a black and white print a uh, very straightforward rule book. It was helpful to me then. It was it was good for its time, but with a new generation of missionaries and a new day, this uh, missionary standards for disciples of Jesus Christ booklet is in full color, has pictures of the Savior. It's written in a language that I think uh, young missionaries today can really relate with, and it's it's written a little differently uh, than that previous handbook was, Brian. You comment on that? What what you understand was the purpose of moving to this style of, of handbook for for missionaries?
1: Yeah, it seems to be much more principle based. Uh, we're familiar with the new For Strength of Youth Pamphlet and the direction that that's gone to move away from in a global church to have to command in all things when when we all live in different scenarios and experience life differently around the globe. Uh, this new manual focuses on principles that really are designed to help us become true disciples of Jesus Christ. John, you were at the
0: missionary department working with Elder Richard Holtzopfel um, and are privy a little bit to to some of the background and, and assignment that he was given. There's actually an article that was published in the Church News where where Richard uh, was was interviewed along with the the product manager. Can you give us any insights, what you've gleaned from Richard or from that article that, that could kind of help us get a little more background to this?
2: Richard and Lisa Mitchell, who was the product manager, and indeed the, the missionary department, was getting their direction from the brethren, from members of the Twelve, and in particular Elder Uchtdorf, who wanted this to be focused on establishing, Brian, like you said, establishing principles that individuals could apply in their lives regardless of the uh, circumstances. If you recall in a, in a recent episode, we were speaking with John Hilton who talked about being given the, the task of coming up with a whole list of approved music in his mission. Yeah. And then Elder Lynn Robbins, uh, you know, John was excited to give this to, to Elder Robbins who was visiting the mission at the time and expecting, uh, this is very good work, and we ought to use this throughout the church. (laughs) This is going to go to every mission in the world. (laughs) And uh, John shared how Elder Robbins just asked him a couple of questions that helped John focus on, you know, if you have a list of rules— you're always going to be updating those rules or adding to those rules in terms of the music. There will always be another piece of music out that you have to decide whether to add or or take away. And Elder Robbins helped John understand the principle of listening to music that helps enhance the spirit in your life. And that one example, I think, focuses on what Elder Uchtdorf was directing us in the missionary department and under the leadership of Richard Hofsoffel and the standards for missionary for missionaries as disciples of Christ came out with principles that would help them focus and help us all of us focus on how to live our lives focused on the savior and doing what he would have us do rather than here's a book to tell me, okay, the book told me I can do this, and so that's why I'm doing this. Yeah,
0: Jesus Christ is the strength of youth, and I think maybe based on what you two are saying, we could also say Jesus Christ is the strength of missionaries.
2: Richard uh, mentioned in that article that you referred to uh, when asked, he said that the missionary department took all of the good principles from the former White Bible, as you refer to it, Sean, <laughs> took all of the good principles, all of the positive things, and we made it a manual of becoming.
1: The intent seems to be that the Lord is interested in making disciples, and so as we learn to allow these principles to govern our lives, to go to heaven, to to be in a situation, say, well. How, how should I approach this and to think through that thoughtfully and to seek revelation, whether it's with my music or whether my relationship with my companion, my mission leaders? Uh, what is the Lord inviting me to do? and as we as we search the scriptures, as we as we come to understand these principles, as we go to heaven, I think it helps us become disciples. It makes us into disciples that can grow and and, and become. and so this, this mission experience becomes really an m t c for life
0: last night, I released a missionary, and he's a big, strong athletic missionary that you know just very impressive um person in general but as as the last thing that I do when I release a missionary is I give them one last chance to bear their testimony as full-time disciples of Jesus Christ before they take off that tag. That's their last official act. And so I asked this missionary to, to bear his testimony of Christ to his family. And it probably took him a minute or in a minute and a half to even begin talking. He was he was emotional. And then he shared his testimony. And then his mom came up to him. This is our kind of symbolic ending to a mission in our state. The mom comes up, and when the tag comes off, they're released. And She pulls that tag off, and he just broke down and just wept as that missionary tag came off. And I just felt impressed to look at him and say, hey, you know, you're being released as a full-time missionary, but you're not being released as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And really not very much has to change. So much of what you experienced and did on your mission will be able to continue forward and much of the commandments and standards that are listed in this booklet can continue to guide that young man as he goes to college and prepares for marriage and, and just lifelong discipleship of, of Jesus Christ.
1: I love the the opening paragraph in the introduction of missionary standards for disciples of Jesus Christ. It really hits, Sean, on what you're talking about in describing this missionary. It says, your mission didn't really begin the day you were set apart and won't end the day you are released. It goes on to say, a mission is doesn't like putting on an employee or school uniform in the morning only to take it off again when the day is done. Since the time you were baptized, you have been on the covenant path that leads to eternal happiness, joy, and peace. Your full-time mission experience can be a transforming event, but should also be an integral part of your life mission experience. And so I think you were helping him understand that that this is just the beginning part of you becoming a true disciple. And this is an
2: ongoing process of growth. I think we ought to tell listeners where they can find this.
0: Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you all talking about here?
2: (laughs) If you go to the Gospel Library app, and under Handbooks and Callings, you go to Missionary Callings,
0: That's where you find Preach My Gospel and other things.
2: You'll see a list of those manuals and and resources that will help you, and you'll find missionary standards for disciples of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, there's a main booklet you'll see, and then there's a second one you'll see with almost the same color. It's kind of a light blue color called the Supplemental Handbook. So there's a kind of a... The main handbook will reference and send little references into that supplemental handbook there. Describe
2: the difference between both of those.
0: So the first one has six different sections, um, six categories of questions that missionaries might have or standards. And as you're going through, it'll say, learn more about this in 7.2.5. And whenever you reference something with a 7, that takes you to that supplemental handbook.
2: Under the missionary standards for disciples of Jesus Christ, we read the message from the First Presidency and Quorum of Twelve Apostles to missionaries.
0: Yeah, and in Elder Holtzoffel's article, it did mention that this may be the only time we have a message from the First Presidency in front of this, this type of a handbook. Can I, can I just read two things from that and then let you keep going down the list? In that, the First Presidency says this, these missionary standards are approved by the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. That says a lot. That's a, a big stamp of approval right from the highest quorums of the church. They will help protect you physically, spiritually, and emotionally and help you be the disciple Jesus Christ needs you to become. Wow, if there's a resource that can help me do that, I'm all over it, right? And then he says, or they say, if you have questions about a standard, prayerfully ask the Lord, to help you understand its importance. Go to heaven first, right? And then, if needed, ask your companion, your young missionary leaders, or either of your mission leaders for help. Regularly study these standards with your companion and then strive to obey them. We congratulate you for accepting a call to serve a full-time mission, and we pray you will find true peace and joy in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve Apostles.
2: I think it's interesting to note that the mandate that the 12 apostles receive, go ye therefore to all nations, preaching repentance and baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, that mandate is extended to all the 60,000 plus missionaries because they are operating and serving under the direction of the 12 apostolic keys and so this message from the first presidency and the twelve apostles is basically saying you're our hands (laughs) out there you're our outreach under their responsibilities and here are the standards we invite you to follow Well, and to
1: be an effective missionary in that way, uh, we have to learn to be a disciple, and a disciple means a follower, that we have to become a really great follower. And who are we following? It's Jesus Christ. This is his work. This is his gospel that we're teaching. And so we're invited here to become an effective missionary by becoming a true disciple of Jesus
2: Christ. And uh Uh, After that message from the First Presidency and Quorum of Twelve Apostles, as you mentioned, Sean, we have six sections. We have the first section on your full-time missionary experience. And if you drill down on that, it talks about obedience. And we had a whole episode on obedience. It talks about the standards for life. And then that next section, the missionary organization and activities. And it helps us understand how the structure of mission life will be, our leaders, and and how we will go about in our daily activities and what is expected of us on, on our efforts to serve a full-time mission. And then the next section is missionary conduct, how we act like Christ, how we try to behave as he would behave. Um, And and principles of obedience, honesty, and recreation, all those are under missionary conduct.
0: The next one is physical well-being, number four. If we drill down on that one, things like nutrition and food preparation, exercise, stress management, medical care, dangerous situations and threats. How about dealing with your housing, your transportation, your money, your dress and grooming, all of those things are found right under there, under the physical well-being. And, you know, we, we typically may think of preparing for a mission as something that, oh, what lessons am I going to teach, etc. But it's pretty neat that that we realize there's a lot more that goes into this. You have to have money to eat. You have to have all these things and all those questions will be answered here in the fourth one.
1: So number five deals with priesthood authority and ordinances. And for many of our missionaries, this may be new. You know, I've, I've never, uh, maybe I haven't performed an ordinance before, or I, I don't know how to give a priesthood blessing. And so there's a supplemental guide that will kind of help me learn how to perform various ordinances uh, that, that I may need to do as a, as a missionary. I
2: remember on my mission, I was asked to dedicate a grave, and I had never done that
0: Surprisingly, as an eighteen year old you'd never done that. <laughs> I was looking for
2: the resource and this will help us in terms of going to to where it has information to help us understand ordinances and blessings and so forth. And then what about the last one, John? Completion of your mission. We referred to this earlier that this is a a standard for lifelong discipleship of Jesus Christ. And this last section just helps us in how do we stay connected and how do we uh, transition when we get home into now establishing a lifelong habit of, of studying and following the Savior and being his disciple. Great stuff. You might
1: recall when President Nelson spoke to mission leaders and he said, my, my greatest hope is that every missionary will have at least one convert on their mission and then he went on to say that that one convert be the missionary, uh, and I think that's the the hope. We're all saddened when we see a missionary who served well and diligently and learned to work hard, and and then he comes home and he he falls away. President Nelson said that the measure of our success as mission leaders was the number of children and grandchildren of our missionaries that that were sealed, endowed, and then sealed in the temple. It's getting the gospel through the missionary to the next generation. Uh, I think that's the great design here. Yes, our purpose is to invite others to come unto Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel. It's also to help the missionary become a lifelong disciple of Jesus Christ. I think
0: that's more, I'm more keenly aware of that four years after my mission. Than ever, I know that on the mission I was, I knew that, I understood that. We focused on that, but now as I see my missionaries transitioning home and the difficulties that they face, trying to maintain their discipleship, I think if I was to go back, I would even be more focused on the missionary themselves becoming disciples, becoming those converts that would would be able to take that home. I just, I just think that's so critical.
1: Well sometimes a mission culture can can develop in this idea that uh, I've heard missionaries say yeah when when my companion killed me off or, or when <laughs> when I died as if they're going home and that's it like that earlier missionary talked about but but the idea of of living a mission in crescendo that that I come in the mission field this this somewhat new creature and I I grow and I become and I develop a testimony uh, I, I become a, a really effective disciple. And then in some cultures, it's I then decrescendo yeah. to finish out my mission. And if a missionary crescendos throughout their mission, this is in music, it's to increase volume and intensity, right? If I can crescendo throughout my mission and then continue to crescendo throughout my life in becoming a a follower of Jesus Christ, a lifelong follower of Jesus Christ. I have to
0: say in that same interview last night, the first thing I said, Elder, as I was releasing him, how do you feel? And he said these words. He said, I'm excited. There are so many things that I want to do with my life, and I just am really excited to get after it. I thought, "That's, that's it. Your mission was this foundation. He's like springing off a trampoline, to just go attack life because I used to have such a worldly focus and now my mission has given me a new focus and I can't wait to apply it in my life now. And I thought, yeah, that that's, I think the essence of, of what this well, is all about.
1: One of the things that you'll find in this manual is you get to look at the schedule of a missionary. Uh, they get up early, they get some exercise, they, they get a little study um, they plan and prepare for the day. Then they go out to try to do good. And that's not just a missionary schedule. Now, the, the exact times of getting up may look different for the return missionary, but this is how disciples live. Mm-hmm. They, they, they get up early. They get some exercise. They, they study. They prepare for the day. They plan, and they go out and try to do good, whether that's in their employment or in their education, Uh, And so these principles are lifelong. This is the life of a disciple.
2: I'm looking at, uh, you know, section 1.2, Standards for Life. And it says, God invites you to dedicate yourself to him throughout your life. And mission standards such as personal study, goal setting, and the righteous use of technology will bless you on your mission and help you for the rest of your life, exactly what you just said, Brian.
0: Think about a missionary coming home. I, I like to ask them what 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 can you do now that you did on your mission, or is there anything you did on your mission that you can't continue to do? And we kind of walk through their life and you know, well, I can still magnify my calling, I can still do random acts of service. I can still build service into my life, I can I can go to institute. And continue my my gospel scholarship there at the institute. Now I can even add to my life the temple, more than I could do it in the mission. I can still read and study in the morning, have meaningful prayers. I can still plan. Um, I can still wherever I go, be lifting those around me, building them up. And they're like, oh, this this isn't going to be very much different. This this I can do almost all the same things but I'll be able to even add to other rich things like family life and and things that would just just kind of expand what I could do on my mission.
1: So the mission just provides this unique season, this this time to to practice and to develop uh, these attributes of the savior to become like him and to to apply these standards in our lives and and we're not going to be very good at it. We're we're going to we're going to make mistakes, and, and that's part of becoming a disciple is, is learning and growing and repenting and <laughs> yeah. changing and recommitting over and over again. And I just love missionary work because it, it just doesn't get old to watch young yeah. people really trying to become what the Lord wants them to become. And, and these standards and, and this way of living and this way of thinking Really prepares young people to do this.
2: Richard Holsoffel, in that article in the church news, as they were interviewing him, he made this statement of the phrase, Jesus Christ is the example of perfect faithfulness. We chose the word faithfulness. To me, Christ is faithful. He did only the Father's will, so we're faithful in our desires and our actions. And follow him by doing our best to keep all his commandments and live the missionary standards. I love that.
0: Would you would you say I don't know if this is too strong, but would you say that a missionary work is a little bit messy? Like it, when I say that is is that we're just learning, we're growing into our discipleship. It's a process, and we're going to make mistakes either through our perfect obedience, or maybe we just said something really clunky that, that offended somebody. And there's two ways we can approach that. We can, we can just wring our hands and be stressed all day about what we didn't do or what we did wrong, or we can stop and we can say, okay, what can I learn from that experience? What could I have done better? How could I have acted differently than I did? What do I need to study so that next time I'm asked that question, I'm more prepared? And the messiness actually served as my teacher. It was something that really helped propel me as a disciple rather than define me as a disciple. I'm not defined by those poor choices if I can learn from them so that next time I'm a little better. And that's the whole point of this life is eternal progression. We're becoming like Heavenly Father, which does not infer that we're by any means there. Some missionaries take it a little far, and in their desire to be so good and to follow this handbook exactly will be so hard on themselves that it will create a lot of anxiety, a lot of paralysis. They won't be able to move forward, rather than eagerly learning from mistakes. It's one of the greatest qualities of disciples that I know today that I admire most, is someone that can make a mistake, learn from it, apply it, and get better tomorrow.
2: I'm thinking of my young grandson, who just recently was accepted into a soccer club. And I didn't realize this, but uh, he competed to be part of this, this club, and they have different tiers. And so he made the cut, okay? And he's excited. He loves the game of soccer. And during his time in this league he's going to learn uh, all these aspects of the game he's going to make mistakes his coach is going to help him improve and he's going to get out of the league and not give up the game but he's going to continue to grow in this sport that he that he loves Great. and i and i was thinking of that as you were talking Sean it's no difference we f- we should feel excited that we've been accepted into this opportunity to serve our Father in Heaven, to serve a mission, and we have these standards that will help us focus our efforts, that will allow us to learn how to be a disciple of Christ throughout our life and this two-year, eighteen-month period, wherever we're called a teaching mission, a service mission, we will learn during this experience uh, a, a foundation that will give us so much after this experience. And, and that's what these standards are for, is to help us succeed in this effort.
1: Can I, can I share a scripture? Would that be All right found in the Doctrine and Covenant, section 82. It's verses 8 and 9. And to me, it frames how we ought to view commandments and how we ought to view standards, because how we view commandments and how we view standards will, will greatly determine our happiness. Uh, and it says here in verse 8, and again, I say unto you, I give unto you a new commandment that you may understand my will concerning concerning you. Or in other words, I give unto you directions. So the the word commandment and directions are used synonymously here by the Lord. I give unto you directions how you may act before me that it may turn to you for your salvation. So commandments and standards are teachings. They're teachings of Jesus Christ of how we can be happy. Uh, and, and if I can view mission rules or standards or commandments in that way, I'm more inclined to follow them, to be obedient, to repent when I'm not, and, and to be happy. Missionaries that, that we worked with, and you can attest to that, the happiest missionaries were those that had a healthy view of commandments, a healthy view of mission rules and standards, learned to do their best, learned to correct mistakes when they made them, and, and that's such a great approach to life when I can see commandments this way.
0: The, the Christ-like attribute that's needed, as I hear you talk, is humility. It's the humility to give up your will for somebody else's will. I think we're wired to say, hey, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I want to be independent. And And it may be that you're at an age when you're kind of an adult now and you're excited to go do your own thing and then all of a sudden somebody's giving you standards or things to follow and so it's, it's a great opportunity to be humble, to demonstrate your love for the Savior and how much you trust Jesus Christ. This is Jesus through his appointed leaders giving us standards and if we love Jesus and we trust him, wow, it, it, of course, I'm going to want to do things his way and when I fall short, He's my Redeemer. He's my Savior. He can cleanse me. He can purify me. He can, he can make me whole. And so I don't need to live these standards motivated by fear. I can do it motivated by love for this being who's showing me the way, giving me directions, and then willing to pick me up and teach me when I fall. I, I just think it's, it's the most beautiful opportunity to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, and to allow him to lead you along on this, this quest of your life.
1: And the two guiding principles that seem to drive everything in this booklet is a love of God and a love for your neighbor. The two great commandments are the greatest motivators. Worldly rewards will never motivate like a love for God and a love for our, our, our neighbor.
2: I would invite our listeners to read the standards and the supplemental. And even if you're not going on a mission immediately, if it's three months down the road, or you haven't even started your application process, my recommendation is to get familiar with these standards so that they're known to you and it's not a surprise. Not that there will be a surprise, but that you become familiar with them.
1: Yeah, even, John, practical things like uh, understanding different leadership that you'll find in the mission. What's a zone leader? What's a sister training leader? Uh, what What's their role? What do they do? I can understand, you know, the, the different meetings that I'll be a part of as a missionary what's zone conference what's district council what's missionary coordination meeting and so it can it can give me some really important vocabulary to understand life as a missionary what the missionary schedule looks like a lot of a lot of my mission prep students don't know what the what the schedule is well it's right there what is the preparation day schedule it's in there and so this is just really a great guide to just Help me understand what life will be like as a missionary.
2: And if nothing more than to be familiar with the terms mm-hmm. and, and the words being used so that it's not such a uh, shock.
1: That's right.
0: Well, John O'Brien, Brian, all I can say is this booklet is a powerful resource. As I look at it, the way it's laid out, the pictures and images of the Savior, the tone, the way that it really speaks to... The new generation of missionaries is, is very inspiring. And as I walk away from this episode, I'm, I just am kind of laser focused on a statement in 1.2 under Standards for Life, and it just says, as you follow God's commandments and standards, He will direct, bless, and guide you throughout your life. And that's just something I've learned. If, if I will just try to do things God's way instead of my own way, it's amazing the strength and the power and the assistance that I receive in my life. And uh, we just commend this great booklet to all of you to, to study and implement on your mission. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast and that it helps you in your study of Preach My Gospel and preparing you for your mission. Please join us for our next episode. And if you feel this podcast might be helpful to others preparing to serve a mission, please invite them to join us on our journey through and discovery of Preach My Gospel. For more information on how to get Institute credit for this podcast and other offerings by the Utah Valley Institute of Religion, please visit utahvalleyinstitute.com. You may also find us on Instagram at Podcast. Feel free to send questions or comments to Podcast at gmail.com. The Preach My Gospel Mission Prep Podcast is produced with the permission of the Utah Valley Institute of Religion. The hosts are expressing their personal views based on their own experiences, applying the principles of Preach My Gospel, and accept full responsibility for the content in these podcast episodes.